I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Is an anagram of risk. Chris. Hello. In today's podcast, we have a special guest, and we'll also be talking about some British versus Australian slang. Also, getting a shark tip and finding out the difference between have and have got. My guest is almost ready. She's just topping up her gin with some fizzy water. What's the point? So today we've got a very special guest. Her name is Kelly and she is a South African Australian. Is that right? Do you think? Yes, that's a good that's enough right. explanation. Perfect. Yeah, okay, yeah. explain what a South African Australian is. All right. So um, like uh, like many people, uh, many South Africans, I, um, well, I grew up in South Africa until I was about five years old. And then uh, in the early 2000s, we moved to uh, a different country. Uh, given there was a lot of uh, violence and problems in uh, South Africa, so we moved uh, to Australia. Uh, so from the age of five, uh, it changed my life completely and I grew up in, in a completely different country. So we grew up uh, in Brisbane, so on the east coast of Australia. Um, well, why Brisbane? Uh, Brisbane because uh, it had the climate that was most similar to the one in South Africa, essentially. Hot. Yes, because it was on the east coast uh, by, by the ocean. Uh, and the climate was almost where the, the same. East is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we moved over, and we found that there were a lot of South Africans who did the same thing as we did. And so very quickly, my parents had a community of about ten other families, all from South Africa. All right. All uh, people the same age as you as well. Yeah. So kids. all the kids were about the same age as me. So we had like a little tribe going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure so. that's very politically correct, but okay. <laughs> oh, well, you said it. So. Say yes. We're going to look at 10 British slang terms to see if you know any of them. Okay, and if they're the same in Australia and in South Africa, you never know. Okay, Um, your brother lives in Manchester, you said. Yeah, so I have one one brother that lives in Manchester, the other in London. So you should know these then, you should be an expert. Maybe. Or we should phone them and ask them, (laughs) do you know what this means? Let's see. Okay, so what does a bog mean? A bog. If I say I'm going to the bog. Oh, this is different in Australia. A bog is a poo. A bog is a poo? Yes. Ah, well, they're connected. Okay. We sit on the bog to have ah, a poo. Ah, it's a toilet. Yeah, a bog is a toilet. Ah, we call it the poo. Ah, the poo is a, yeah. the poo, the poo, the a, poo really, is a bog. We have a really horrible term called a grog bog. A grog bog? What's a grog it's bog? terrible. It's... Oh, <laughs> I can't believe oh, I'm like, saying Like a, a wet poo? No, it's... A grog is... A, a term for booze, alcohol. Ah, okay, okay grog is alcohol, yeah. Going to okay. make Australians seem more like alcoholics, but basically... Well, it's true. They if call it's it... true, you can't, you can't deny it, really. <laughs> they call it grog bog, basically, when you uh, when you have a big night out and the next day you have to do a poo. It's got a grog mm. bog. Okay, basically okay. a booze-induced poo. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> to cut that 
No, no, we'll leave <laughs> it in. For your interest. No, it's good. It's terrible. No, it's very good. It's very interesting. Okay, the second one. Dishy. Dishy. Mm. Um, what does dishy mean? A dishy is the person in a restaurant that washes the dishes. It's a dishy or a dish pig. A dish pig. Yeah, we call a, dish a dish pig. pig. That's not offensive at all. A dish pig. No, dishy yeah. doesn't. Mean, so, but in Australia, a dishy it means something. It's a person who washes the dishes. Basically, a lot of slang in Australia just comes from adding the y to the word. Ah, okay. Okay, dishy. No, in English, pig. if I say he's dishy or she's dishy, with a woman, wouldn't normally use it. It means sexy. Sexy. Oh, okay. Well. I'm, I'm sure a dishwasher could be dishy. I well, mean, it depends dishy is who not it is. sexy in Australia. Oh, the, job, dishy, the job, maybe not. Pig. The job, a dish pig, maybe not. If you tell someone he's a dishy, they're not going to be very interested. What about argy bargy? Argy bargy. Uh, no, we don't have it. No. So if I say there's an argy bargy going on over there. No, nothing. I don't know. Nothing. It. Means a quarrel or an argument. Okay. An argy bargy. You never heard of it? No, no, but we have something called Georgie Porgy. Georgie Porgy? Yes, ah. in Australia, but I can't uh -huh. remember what the meaning was. I have to check it. Georgie Porgy is a nursery. Georgie Porgy put in and pie, kissed the girls and made them cry. You never heard it? No, I've never heard hey, of it. because she's not listening to my podcast. Listen to the first <laughs> podcast and you'll hear it. If I say blow me, what, what do I mean? This is something sexual. <laughs> what, course, what do you think it means? Uh, blow job. <laughs> No. 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 Never heard it? No, never heard it. If I say blow me, it's it means like I'm shocked or surprised. Like, oh, blow me. It's not an offer. <laughs> no, it's an offer. In Australia, no, it's exclamation an offer. of surprise. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, blow me. If I say I'm chuffed, I use this word all the time. Uh, we have the same one. Ah, good. We say it's chuffed, but we don't really ever. use it. We use stoked more than chuffed. Stoked. Yeah, yeah, it's the same meaning. Stoked. In fact, I heard that in Home and Away, I think. Yeah, neighbors. it's very surfer slang. Okay, you say, oh. oh, the I don't know, the waves are so good, the swell was so good, I was stoked. Oh, okay, I don't think we use so. that in England. We've heard it because of Australian soap operas. Ah, okay, uh, right. Home and Away is always at the beach. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Neighbours less. Hmm. A giddy kipper. What's a giddy kipper? <laughs> no idea. Giddy kipper? No, nothing. Giddy means what then? Giddy, uh, happy. Yeah, somebody yeah, is very okay. excited. Giddy, yeah, yeah. So if I say he's a giddy kipper? A giddy person. Perfect. Okay. You're a genius. Gobby. If someone's gobby, I'm quite oh, gobby. Oh, this is a very derogatory term <laughs> in Australia. Uh -huh. A gobby uh -huh. is a blowjob. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> and I just said I'm, <laughs> I'm a blowjob. No, I'm very gobby. Gobby means someone who... Talkative. No, who no. speaks and doesn't care what other people think. Okay. Very outspoken. Like shut your gob. But gobbies is also to do with the mouth, but it's something else. So it's a gobby in yeah, Australia. Yeah, it's a gobby. Just so I know for future references. Yeah, it's called a gobby. <laughs> oh, we're very educational today, aren't we, really? Okay, you have um, a brother who lives in Manchester, you said. Yes. Okay, what's a scouser? Oh, scouser, no idea. Okay, what do you call a person who's from Manchester? Um. Oh, mank, no. A, a mancunian. Mancunian, Or a okay. mank, okay, we say mank. Mm -hmm. Okay, a scouser is somebody from Liverpool. Ah, okay, okay. Because they have a Scouse accent. Can you do a Scouse accent? A no. Liverpoolian accent? No, right? I have no idea what it sounds like. No, like um, I'm going to wake. Oh, no. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with the audio on your phone. <laughs> that is actually how they sound. My father refuses to go to Liverpool because he hates the way they sound. <laughs> Unfortunately, the boat to Belfast goes from Liverpool. So we have oh, no well, choice. Yeah. When he has to go to Belfast <laughs> on a boat, he has to go there with headphones. 
Okay, this one I think probably you use the same. Um, I'm having a knees up. Knees up? Nope. No. No, no. Knees up? Never heard it. What do you think? Maybe I'm wrong, but I've never heard it. Knees up? A bad day. Oh, it's the opposite. Oh, <laughs> it's a party. A having day. a party. Having a party. I like you're dancing. Your knees are coming up all the time. Okay, you're dancing. Right. I guess it comes from that. At Her Majesty's pleasure. Um, you should know if you're if you're at Her Majesty's Australian. pleasure. I guess it means uh, I don't know. Help yourself. No. No, I don't know. I, at no. The, obviously, the Majesty's a queen, but I don't know. Her Majesty is a queen, yeah. When, okay. it, when Charlie Boy comes into power, it'll be His Majesty. But yeah, okay. at Her Majesty's pleasure means to be in prison. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> it's scrummy. Scrummy is um, like dirty, uh, messed up. No? no scrummy. Not delicious. Delicious, that's scrumptious. Yeah, scrummy also. Scrummy, no. For us, scrummy is different because you have a scrum in rugby. Scrum is where everybody fights for the ball. Oh, yeah, and so yeah, something that's scrummy. Yeah, some people might find like that delicious. Messy. All the sweat and dirt. <laughs> you never know. The other day, one of our students said to me, our student who's in Adelaide, but he's not Australian, said to me, I'm going to whoop whoop. What the hell does that mean? Okay, so whoop whoop basically means you're going inland. You're going to some place where nobody ever goes. Basically, it means you're going really far away, like you would say Timbuktu. Ah, we okay. say whoop whoop or we say wagga wagga. Okay, wagga wagga. Wagga wagga is a town uh, that's also in the middle of nowhere. Is it nice? No, it's not nice. You've never been? <laughs> nothing Have there. you been? I've never been, but I've seen. I've, I've had friends from wagga wagga, in fact. Ah, so there's some people Yeah, there, people then. laugh at them for So they can't use that expression. <laughs> no, they can't. Of course they can't. So I'm going say? home to Wagga Wagga. I'm going think, to Brisbane. oh, that must be far. <laughs> <laughs> they say the opposite. So yeah. what other, tell me some Australian words that maybe I don't know. Um, or British people might not know. Australian words, uh, okay, frothing. Frothing? Yes, okay, this is one. To be frothing means that you're really, really happy about something. It's like to be stoked. Ah, I was thinking it was the opposite. Because if no, I'm frothing, say, normally I'm angry. You can say okay. like, I'm frothing. It means like you're really, really happy about something. You're really excited ah, about something. Okay. Yeah, okay. So and I'm then, frothing about Lady Gaga's new album, which is yeah. not true because I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it. Okay. All right, like that. Uh, another one would be Grom, which is basically... Grom the ice cream shop in Italy. Yeah, this one makes me laugh. <laughs> Ah. But instead, no, a grom uh, in Australia means like a prepubescent person. Someone who's about mm, 13 just, years old. This morning old. for breakfast, I've actually had grom strawberry jam. <laughs> there we are. I'm about to bring it back up. So grom means a prepubescent, what? Person, Too many yeah, P's in that so particularly, Especially when you're in high school, you say, oh, there's so many groms around. It means there's so many like young kids, people around the age of about 13, 14 years old. Uh, but ah. it's often used... Uh, in the sea, when people are surfing, they say, oh, the Groms are here. And it means that there there are a lot of young people surfing. Mm. Um, but in fact, the, the Groms, the young people, are usually the best because they spend all their time surfing. They're very little and they have no fear. So oh, yeah, if you have no fear of, of sharks yeah. or anything. Do you have sharks? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> have a lot of have sharks. Have you ever seen one? Sorry? But have you ever seen a shark? Um, yes. One time I was uh, camping. Uh, on an island uh, with my family. <laughs> Camping in the countryside, maybe not seeing a shark. No, I was on an island with um, my South African tribe, let's say, of the 10 families that we always spent. Uh, 10 summers. families all together? Yeah, we used to that have... That sounds like really, health. Like, no, it was fantastic. It was mm. great. Uh, anyway, we so, we often would see dolphins, usually around sunset, uh, and so we'd go in swimming with them. 
Uh, and so we saw some dolphins and we were getting into the water and we thought these were ones were a bit strange because they weren't jumping out of the water. Instead, they were kind of just staying in the same place. <laughs> so we got in about waist deep and we realized these are not dolphins. <laughs> these are sharks and there were about three of them. So we basically ran out and decided uh, to be a bit more careful so next So it's not time. something you'd like to swim with then? You don't want to go swimming with sharks? Well, no, I wouldn't knowingly want to, but I mean, it's different. If you go... <laughs> knowingly s- want to. <laughs> Kelly, come with me. I'll just drag you through the water. There's a shark behind you, but don't worry. That's it. But I mean, if you're going snorkeling and you can you can see it from a distance, then they're quite beautiful. Hmm. But if you're going swimming, you don't have uh, goggles or anything on. You can't see what's cage. around you. Yeah, <laughs> huh? you're not in a cage, then you don't want to see one by surprise. No, probably not. No. This is a tip for everyone who wants to visit Australia. If you go, go swimming, <laughs> <laughs> if you're going swimming, all beaches are not equal. Don't go swimming near the river mouth, okay? Where the fresh water meets the seawater. This is where you'll find all of the really dangerous sharks. For example, bull sharks and tiger sharks. They like to hang out in this area because uh, the water is very murky. So it's mm-hmm. not very clear. And so they can't see what animal they're, fi- they're going to attack uh, and you can't see them. So this is like a known rule in Australia. You don't go swimming by the river mouth. But very often we see tourists that are swimming by the river mouth and we think, oh my God. And what do you do? Just <laughs> it's a recipe You film for them disaster. for Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quick, get the camera. <laughs> Good. Oh, Look at that gosh. silly Brit about to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how these people film these disasters. I've never understood uh, how yeah. they are already filming before <laughs> these things happen. Did they plan it? <laughs> Did they bring the bear around and go, okay, start filming and I'll push the bear out of the bush? (laughs) That's true. Like the Kodak moment. Well, actually, in fact, (laughs) think of the amount of attacks that have gone by without you, without someone filming it. Great. Don't want to. (laughs) If we we see the the ones that are happening and then we don't think about the ones that are not happening. Yeah, exactly. And in South Africa, do you have any weird words? Uh, okay, the most common weird one would probably be uh, robot. Okay. So they call the traffic lights. That, traffic lights. Yeah, basically. Why? Traffic lights are called robots. Who knows why? Maybe the colors. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe the colors. <laughs> when you look up a robot in the dictionary, it goes, maybe the colors. <laughs> you no idea why? No, I have no idea why, but it has nothing to do with District, uh, <laughs> district 13. Or, but I have to say, with, with robots, I remember my, my mother in Australia, she refused to call it a, a traffic light. And so she'd often give directions to people and she'd tell them, oh, you stop at the robot <laughs> and then you turn to the right and they'd be looking at her like, what robot is she talking about? Looking at a giant robot, a Gundam yeah. in the middle of the street. Two, three, four. Some grammar, some grammar, some grammar. Let's talk about some grammar, some grammar, some grammar. I'd like to thank Kelly and I'm sure we'll be hearing more from her in future podcasts. I'm recording this grammar section in the middle of a storm, so maybe you can hear the rain behind me, but rain is so relaxing, so after this long podcast, I'm sure it's appreciated. We're going to look at the difference between have and have got. Now, many people come to me saying they know the difference. Yes, I know the difference between have and have got. And they say, have got is more possessive. What a load of rubbish. They are identical. They mean the same thing. There is no difference whatsoever. If your teacher tells you that there is a difference, leave them. The only thing is, have got is a little bit more informal rather than have, which is more formal. And remember, have got is not the present perfect of get. 
and we normally use the have got form of have only in the present tense. For future reference, different forms of have are used. Also for past tenses, we use different forms of have, not different forms of have got. So let's take a look at a few examples. I've got a terrible pain in my tooth. Now normally when we use have got, we contract have, so we have v. I've got a terrible pain in my tooth. This is quite informal. I have a terrible pain in my tooth is a little bit more formal, but really they are the same thing. They haven't got a garage. They don't have a garage. They don't have a garage, more formal. Have got cannot be used to talk about actions. Only have is possible in this case. So I usually have breakfast at seven o'clock, not I usually have got breakfast at seven o'clock. The same is true for all the other meals of the day. Now we use have or have got to talk about possession, relationships, characteristics and illnesses. In these contexts, it is not used in the continuous form. She's got three fish and a cat. She has three fish and a cat. Not, she's having got three fish and a cat. It's even difficult for me to say, she's having got three fish and a cat. It's more like a tongue twister. Have you got a chisel I can borrow? Do you have a chisel I can borrow? So, do you have a chisel I can borrow? Is a bit more formal. What's a chisel? Do you know? A chisel is that long bladed hand tool with an edge which is beveled and also a handle at one side and you hit the handle with a hammer usually or a mallet to cut um, wood, stone or metal. I'm sure you've all seen one and I'm sure you've all used one. Now have had is the present perfect form of have which is used to describe states or actions which started in the past and continue up to the present. Had had, which people think is invented but it's actually real, it exists, had had is the past perfect form of have, which we use to talk about longer actions or situations which continued up to a past moment that we're talking about. So now I've cleared up that very important point, let's go over to the jingle. Bye. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar, here's for you comes in your ears, another word for thanks is cheers. Here's the new kid from the block, here for you around the clock. Shining on his English lips, Chris is an anagram of risk.